1: It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
0: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Lore Watch Roundtable. Freeform discussion about lore in the world of Warcraft and maybe some other games at some point. We'll get around to it. We just haven't done that yet. I'm Ann Stickney, one of two lore-focused writers from Blizzard Watch, and I've got both of my wonderful co-hosts with me this week. Um, first off, let's let's go the other way around. First off, we've got Joe Perez. Say hi, Joe. Well, hello there. We missed you last time.
2: Yeah, that that whole holiday snafu stuff. You know how it goes. <laughs> Sorry, folks, but you don't, don't worry. I'll be talking plenty today. It'll be like you never want to hear me again.
0: You missed all the Worgen discussion. It was really good too. All the Worgen and Greymane and Gilnaeus discussion. Anyway, uh, also with us, of course, is our other lore columnist over at Blizzard Watch. That would be Matt Rossi. Say hi, Rossi. Hey, everybody. Rossi's under the weather a little bit, but that's okay. We're here to talk, and this week we're going to actually um, take kind of a different direction. I know I mentioned on Twitter that we were maybe going to talk about the Alliance, but we kind of looked back over the archives and realized that we'd given all kinds of FaceTime to the Alliance. And we hadn't really talked that much about the Horde. And the Horde are kind of in an interesting space and have been since, well, pretty much since the end of Mists of Pandaria. So it's worth giving them some discussion. And I think we need to kind of talk about that a little bit today, particularly going into Legion, because despite Warlords of Draenor having like this giant foot focus on orcs and everybody's talking about it's all about orcs the orcs that it's about aren't the horde it's it's the iron horde which is a completely separate entity the horde itself is being run by Voljin, who was voted war chief. he was kind of voted in at the end of miss of pandaria there and we haven't really seen a whole lot about him so i'm just <clears> gonna <throat> turn it over to you guys give me some well, thoughts
1: he shows up at the end of the uh you know when you're making your shipyard and getting ready to invade Tenon, he shows up in the Horde garrison.
0: It's kind of like a star wipe, though. It's
1: not really, yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: He's not. It's not super significant that he's there. It doesn't seem like he's carrying guess, weight. I'm gonna. I'm gonna
1: just say this. Can we stop naming things the something Horde, the yeah. Fell Horde, the True <laughs> Horde, the Iron Horde? Can we stop doing that? Boy, it'd be great it's, if they could. It's just too many hordes. I don't even know who... The Dark Horde. It's like, oh, bloody, another horde? Come on! Can you guys organize yourself in anything other than a horde? No, like nothing really can. The
0: Entourage or the Iron Squad, I don't... Look, look, we already got the
2: mugs made. We already got the T-shirts printed. There's an investment here. We can't I've, change the name now.
0: I've been watching a
1: great show on Netflix called Glitter Force, and I think it could inspire the Horde. You should become Glitter Horde. That would yeah, you just know, be, I could
2: like, actually the, be down for that, actually. The
1: Glitter Horde. It could be led by the Blue Elves and, and maybe yeah, I was something Yeah, say, like
2: then, then Lothar would have to be in charge of that at that point. I mean, that's like a given.
1: Well, no, no, it would actually be Lady the it's because we're finally going to move the Horde into, like, actually having significant female leadership. <sighs> he says, looking towards the end of the show... <laughs> uh, just, the Horde, uh, the Horde is in such a weird place right now because it's kind of hard to spin what happened at, at the end of Siege of Orgrimmar as a net positive for the Horde.
0: It's kind of like we helped sack our own capital city. Yay. have a little flag, a little red flag, just we, tiny, we, tiny little flag.
1: We killed that guy that we once thought of as the hero of Northrend.
2: Not only that, but we murdered a whole okay. bunch of, like, hard-working grunts that, you know, just kind
0: of got into the wrong
2: crowd. <laughs> yeah, you know. They
0: were hanging out on the wrong side of the tracks. All they wanted My... to do was
2: provide for their family, and we, you know, we just busted in there. And we've known them for years, years. They've worked in Orgrimmar, and then... They...
1: Finding our own business, just, you know, just trying to be in the Horde, and then someone's like, psst, psst. have you tried True Horde? I don't know. The horde seems
0: pretty good, but but this horde's truer. Oh well how is it truer? It's completely organic. There's no HMOs or whatever. We don't like <laughs> we don't like warlock
1: all. Whoa warlocks are kinda bad. They do bad stuff, so yeah, we're gonna summon shadow magic and hang their corpses from chains. Wait, wait. I'm not. I'm. I'm not seeing a tremendous difference between this and Warlocks. This is from the Old Gods. It's totally different. Oh, man! I, th- hey. I thought we did this before, didn't this? Didn't this lead to the destruction of a world? One thing we, we've come to know about the Horde is that the Horde has a real problem with people just breaking off and forming their own Horde at the moment's notice.
2: I think part of the problem with the Horde is just as an organization. Ever since the the early days of Warcraft, if you take a ra- take away the original unified just orc Horde. That, that crashed into our, our lovely little planet, since then it's just been an amalgamation of these cast-offs, right? These people that either, these, these races that live on the fringes or for whatever reason can't necessarily find a place in in, in
0: anywhere. Really Thrall was yeah. basically playing Pokemon and had to catch them all. I
2: was going to say granddaddy Thrall, really, because he just wants to love everybody.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, once he caught them all... He like kind of smushed them together and made them all live in one Pokeball, and that was not a good idea. But well,
1: see, that's the weirdest thing is like we think of that. If you if you start playing World of Warcraft and you played Horde, you think of the Horde as this group of ragtag misfits because that's what you were presented with. Kind of, yeah. But. That's like relatively new. That's like from Warcraft Three. Yeah. At the end of mm-hmm. Warcraft Three, we had no idea like what the Horde was going to be. Like it was just like everybody banded together to fight the Burning Legion, and then we all stood around looking at each other afterwards. Like so. We, now I what? Guess, I guess we blew up a tree. Yeah, that does appear to be what we did. That was pretty cool. Well, so and I think, that's, yeah. I think the the cinematic
2: that's kind of my point, playing, though, right? Too. Right. Like we we haven't had a direction for the Horde in how long, like ever.
0: Well, and it's kind of interesting, too, because the thing is, is, like, the Alliance itself was founded on a very, with, like, a very strong reason. I mean, the current, today's Alliance is just kind of an evolution of the Alliance of Ron and the Alliance of Ron was really specific and had a really specific purpose in mind. It was like, let's get these seven kingdoms together, let's get these other allies together, basically to kick the butt of these invaders from another world. And they did it. They successfully did it. Whereas yeah. the Horde was kind of like. Let's invade that other world. Thrall was sort of, well, we're stuck here. So let's establish a home. And right. we'll take you guys. And we'll take you guys. And we'll take you guys. Because why not? <laughs> and and just kind of like gathering them all together. Um, and I don't know if that was because, I, you know. Altruistic reasons, or he figured, okay, well, if I have the support of natives of this planet, then maybe this will go further. But since it wasn't established with that kind of core of unity that the Alliance had, it, it's never really felt like a solidified entity. It's just like a bunch of disparate groups that have sort of come together, but not really.
1: I think I described it once as the orcs and their amazing friends.
0: Yeah, A little bit, that, yeah. That is how it's always kind of
1: felt. It's always kind of felt like the orcs are the, like the lead, and then it's just, and you know, and everybody else. It's like also, you know, we've got g- so giant cow people, and we've got people with no shoes, and we've got incredibly pretty people.
0: If it's orcs and their amazing friends, does that mean that like uh, Volgen versus Garrosh was sort of like Superman versus Batman? Yeah. No, it was no. more like
1: it's more like Spider Man versus whoever hung out with Spider Man. I, I, <laughs> I think it was Firestar and Iceman. And wow, this is a sidetrack. Oh, or another way to look at it might be Gem and the Holograms, I guess, with the orcs is Gem, and everybody else is the Holograms. where uh, they're guess...
0: there. They help with the band, but they aren't necessarily like, you know, yeah. and the then headlining Jem went, act.
1: And Gem went crazy and tried to, like, create the true Holograms. And now I, I guess Kimber is in charge. I don't know. I don't remember enough jamming the hologram stuff to make this
2: I feel work. like i should be i feel like i should be uh asking the so about this at this
1: point <laughs> yeah basically the, the the problem is and i'm using a lot of terrible metaphors because i'm really the, the problem really is is kind of what joe just said that the horde doesn't really have an identity or rather it has too many identities well and like, i think go ahead i'm sorry no, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to let you talk so I can try and figure out what the heck I'm trying to say. So, I mean,
2: but th- that's always been my problem. I've, I started the game playing as a Horde character way back when, switched over to Alliance, and over the last few years, I've gone back to, to Horde, and all throughout Mists and all throughout Siege of Orgrimmar, there really hasn't been a cohesive, like, unifying story for me as a Horde player. Yes, we have these overarching, you know, bad guys. We had Garrosh going crazy. We had the Shah. But for me, it's always been that sort of lack of purpose. Like in the original Warcraft, sure, survival, trying to carve out the space, trying to, you know, prove that you have a right to live in the space. Great, okay, that I get that. That story's come and pass. We've already done this. We've 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 established ourselves in these horrible, horrible lands on these super high mountains that I keep falling off of even now and forgetting that I have flying. Um, you know that that's a thing. But what I'm what I'm really hoping, especially moving forward, is that for more expansions going forward as they start to give the horde a purpose they have so many strong leaders right they have so many strong personalities you have sylvanas uh you had the Bloodhoof clan which uh, i'm sorry kane was one of my karen was one of my favorite characters uh the loss of him hurt really really bad uh you have Voljin, you have i'm not even gonna say g firepaw because he's there but he's not really there and you have Lothmar, who's there but not really there, and Jaster Galax, who's there but not really there. You just have well, these.
1: Lothmar, Lothmar got enough focus in in mists that I'm a little willing to agree discre- on that. He got enough focus, and I'm willing to say that he's there. But G G apparently, at least I believe it was a story, said that G is straight up left. Like he and Asa took off together. Like no, they're both there was
0: gone. um, there they're was... still
1: marked as the leaders though.
0: in war crimes. In war crimes, uh. Asa showed up, and they asked her how G was doing, and she said that he was recovering, and that he had every intention of returning to the Horde after. Okay, but for right
1: now, they're not there. Or at least Asa's off helping him, and he's off Technically,
0: by this point in time in the timeline, they're probably back back with the
1: Horde and the Alliance, but I'd not like... I don't even know know how much time it is in the timeline anymore. Yeah,
0: well, they were never really there in any kind of major capacity anyway. It was, they were sort of representatives of the pandaren but more importantly they were there to kind of tell people hey if you're interested in this whole monk thing we can totally teach you more about that you know it was it was less about it was less about being a representative and more about learning about horde and alliance culture sure because they've been so isolated anyway so i would definitely i would definitely give
1: Lorthamar credit for being important well, at
2: this point. Then I'll I'll, I'll take that part about Lothar back, but even then I would say that each individual subfaction of the horde also spends more time dealing with its own internal struggles than it does contributing to the horde as a whole. And while that is still true of the Alliance, it's not as prevalent, so to speak. Even, right, the, no even, the, dwarves, to... even the dwarves, even the dwarves were like, okay, well we have three factions that are that are, you know, vying for control. Screw it. Let's just make a council and get this done and over with.
0: That was you know, Varian that came in. Varian was like, yeah, we're going to reform the Council of sure. Three Hammers, so you guys start stop arguing with each other. But it and worked. It we, it and, it, and it did. And it
2: kibashed that. We, we see how many struggles pop up with all these different troll factions that come up. Uh, let's not discount the Grim Totem uh, debacles, multiple, that have happened over the years, uh, that have you know rocked the Torn to the cores. Let's not... Let, I mean, just everything that's happened with Sylvanas in... in Everything the Forsaken have gone through over the, the past couple of years, and the sub-factions therein. There's just so many things that they have to deal with internally that I don't know if they can be. Coherent.
1: Well, I mean, we're talking a lot about stuff, but we're not really to just... Let's straight up just nail down who we, we're dealing with. Um, the Horde factions as of right now are a reduced group of orcs. I don't know how many there are. That's never been made clear. Probably most of the people that were orcs before Cataclysm. Because it was cataclysm, where Garrosh started recruiting Orcish clans that were never in the Horde before. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he started recruiting the Dragonmaw and the Blackrock Orcs, and those guys are probably the ones who made up the most of the Corchron. Uh Those are the ones who were loyal to him personally, and those are the ones who are pretty much gone. So you've still got you've got all the Orcs that were like from internment camps and their families and so forth are still there. but That's a reduced number. Um, you've got the Blood Elves, who formerly the High Elves, uh, under I, I Also, I don't know who the leader of the Orcs is. At all, like I have no idea.
0: It's like they don't have one right now.
1: Yeah, he does, like
2: they're. Uh, that's Voljin is their, their leader. Is the troll the leader. is their leader. I believe they've uh, they've marked Thrall and Drekthar and Sarfang as secondary leaders or
0: whatever the case is. Oh, yeah. like, I, I don't know if I can consider Thrall a leader at this point though, because no. he pretty much kind of uh, you know lifted his hand, stepped away, and said, "Okay, you guys can have it now."
1: Yeah, but so we'll give
0: orcs, meh. Uh, Blood Elves under
1: Lorthamar, Sylvanas absolutely rules the Forsaken. Oh, uh, that's, nobody that's, else could. Yeah, uh, maybe somebody else could, but we can talk about that in a bit. Okay. Um, for the the goblins, we get Gallowix. Uh He's he's sort of the appointed leader. I don't know why that is, but you because know, he's got there. the biggest pile of money. Uh, yeah, but there's some hinkiness there that we can talk about later. Um, for the the as we already mentioned, the Pandaren, and they've got you know. G. G G is their leader. Uh the Torn have Bane Bloodhoof. Uh and Bane is the son of Karen Bloodhoof, and he's he's not somebody you want to get in a fight with. Let me put it no. that way. Uh, no, not at all. He, he's he's quite dangerous to, to anger. Uh he's also the one who successfully defended Garrosh Hellscream uh at his war crimes trial. So yeah, also good at arguing. He's not just good at hitting people. Finally, we've got the, the Darkspear Trolls, who are a small group of trolls. They're not, by no means, a large force in the Troll Nation. They're not...
0: They they're were small-
1: kicked out of the Gurubashi, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Fulgen has maneuvered them into a rather advantageous position, really, if you think about it. His, their position in the Horde puts them... They, they're the only trolls who've managed to like come out of the Cataclysm and what came after it looking good. Everybody else is kind of taking a beating, but, but Volgen's yeah. actually kept his people going pretty well. He's He's been rewarded for his loyalty to the Horde. He's currently War Chief of the entire Horde and leader of the Dark Spirit Trolls. I don't think I've missed anybody, have I? No, I think that's it. No, that's, that's everybody. All of them. Okay. <clears throat> I just felt like we should actually define who we're sure. talking about. That's fair. In think, terms of... Oh, go ahead.
0: I think what's bothering me right now, and you know, this almost... Uh, this No, I shouldn't say it almost. It does. It applies to the Alliance, too. When I first started playing World of Warcraft, um, it was pretty established why each faction was doing what they do. Like, obviously, the Horde was trying to carve out some kind of existence on a world that didn't really care for them, and they had sort of clustered together with these other races that weren't necessarily... Th- that were struggling, just like the Orcs were struggling, right? And then the Alliance was a group of allies who were... Remnants from the Alliance of Lord ron and also the Night Elves, and it was kind of, and also the Night Elves because they had helped the Night Elves end the yeah. war. It,
1: it felt a lot like the Night Elves joined because they just were never going to join any group of orcs. Yeah, you know, and they were and it,
0: they they, they kind of joined up because the orcs, in the middle of all of their trying to eke out some kind of existence, started tearing down forests and the night elves weren't exactly happy about that so they ended up siding with the alliance and allying with the alliance going hey can we get some help with these rampaging orcs that are killing our trees thanks um so you know there was like it, you were a member of the alliance if you remember the alliance you were a hero that was like protector defender of the world blah blah yada yada and if you were horde you were trying to survive in a world that didn't really want you there. So, I mean, there was kind of a little bit of a reason. I don't know if I'd call it a compelling reason for players to choose one side or the other, you know, and and for the Alliance and Horde as story mechanics to kind of exist. And I feel like that was enough to carry the original game. But as we've moved on, that reason has gotten kind of scattered and watered down, almost to the point where... It's not enough anymore, and it doesn't really make sense anymore. It's like, well, the Horde is still trying to eke out an existence on Azeroth. Okay, so we've been here for what, like 10 years now, 11 years, 12 years? How much time in game time has it been since the Horde was formed? A long time. It's been like almost 30 years since year zero, and I can't remember what year it was that Thrall got up and started doing things. I think it was like year 18. Yeah, yeah, he would just, right? yeah. just before the third war. Yeah, he was 18 when he became war chief. So 18 and we're in year what like 34. It's been a while. It's been a while since like these factions have been kind of there in their current state. And that reason that was so compelling, that reason that was like so unifying back in vanilla just doesn't hold any weight anymore. Of course the Horde is fighting for survival, but they've kind of done that already and done that into the ground. So what well, plus, else? What else is there for them? Is
1: it just that? I mean... Well, for the Torin, it's funny. The Torin actually have the best reason to be around. At the oh, same yeah, time absolutely. that they have the best reason to leave. A, they're they are, you know a race that's been on Kalimdor forever. They've yeah. been, a, you know, they're native to the planet. But more importantly, when the Horde showed up, when Thrall showed up on Kalimdor the Tauren were being pushed to the edge of extinction because while they were stronger than the Centaur, the Centaur were faster. And the Centaur were perfectly happy to burn all the food to keep the Tauren from getting it. Uh, So the Tauren were dying the the kind of death you can't really fight, where the enemy won't stand up and fight you, but they will run away and Meanwhile, deprive you of everything you need to survive.
0: And Cairn was trying to unite all of these nomadic tribes and bring them together in one location, one defendable location where they could thrive.
1: Yeah, and instead of wandering like, – and that's still a big thing. The Torrens still have people who want to go on the long walk. The long walkers do that almost exclusively. Yeah. A lot of them still want – like, you know, okay, why don't we go back to being nomads? And Thral – Karen's argument was always being nomads is what got us into this. We, we need – we can't just wander around and hope there's food out there and hope we there's – We need the unity. Yeah, we need to be together. And Thrall gave them that. Thrall Helped them fight off the Centaur, helped them unite, and helped. He basically handed the Mulgore, and it's it's very hard for the Torin to turn their backs on the Horde now. The Horde gave them their home. It's like we we lost this place because we went nomadic and because of the Centaur, and this this organization gave us our home. What did the other group give us?
0: Nothing. Nothing.
1: <laughs> I mean, after the Third War. A one of us made friends with one of them, and he started teaching some of us how to turn into bears. But other than that, not a whole heck of a lot. And so for the Torin, there's there's no compelling reason to join the Alliance because, for one thing, the only contact they ever have with the Alliance is when they're fighting them. Except yeah. when the, the dwarves come into their like, like sacred places and dig them up looking for like some rock that got buried somewhere that had a face on it. And the Torn are like, excuse me, this is like literally that you are, this is our mother. You are actually ripping open my mother. Oh, but look, this is the Titan artifact. It's, it's a rock. Stop doing this now. <laughs> stop
0: rummaging like, I... around in my grandpa. <laughs>
1: yeah, and they won't stop. So there's there's a big problem. Whereas some of the other groups, like, like right now, the Blood Elves are in a really weird place where their loyalty to the Horde is almost entirely cemented by the fact that The the other side has been really inept in dealing with them.
2: Well, not only that, the other side has outright rejected them.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, is they started that. So it's not like the Blood Elves basically are in a position where they couldn't really expect a lot of help from the other other group. So they kind of had to go with the Horde because it was that or try and stand alone against everybody. And that pressure's still there. But it's not as like oddly enough, being in the Horde has helped them. To the point where they probably could go it alone.
0: Standing alone against everybody is kind of hard, though, when a good 90% of your population was systematically wiped out during the Third War. Yeah, so... well, worse than that,
1: though, is it's not even that that's the problem. Let's, let's be completely honest. Yeah. The
0: reason the Blood Elves are never going to leave the Horde is because
1: sitting right on their doorstep is the biggest and most powerful Horde nation. Yep. It used to be the orcs were the biggest and most powerful. Right now, though, the Forsaken are it.
0: And the they've forsaken. quietly assumed that role and I find yeah. it kind of funny that they've quietly taken that role because Garrosh, oddly enough, kind of saw was. this coming. And he was yeah. kind of upset about this whole... He's like, why do you have the Valkyr? What you're doing is an abomination to everything that it means to be an orc. Because the orcs kind of they revere their dead. They revere the ancestral spirits. And Sylvanas... Doesn't care about spirits. She just carries about the corpses and bringing them back. She will jam you right back in there. She will stuff you right back in there. And it doesn't matter what kind of shape you were in when you died. You'll be alive again. So it's really
1: really weird because the politics of the Horde are actually fairly complex. And then it's almost like it's not just them against the world anymore. It's like everybody in the Horde is in it to be united with everybody else in the Horde against everybody else in the
0: Horde. And that was kind of almost what the siege of orgamar was about it was you know you had you had the dark spear coming together with the toran obviously were pretty much strongest supporters hands down bane and volgen worked really closely together to get that off the ground and get that going but then lorthamar was brought in basically because his people they, He was looking at joining the Alliance. He was looking yeah. at defecting from the Horde, taking his people, and going to join the Alliance. And there was going to be talks and discussion about that, but before that could happen, Dalaran happened, and right. the Divine Bell happened. And when that happened, that kind of wiped away any any possibility, any inkling of a possibility they would have had for leaving the Horde and joining the Alliance. It was just gone in an instant. And yeah. he... Obviously, isn't going to side with Garrosh, but there are these other rebels, so cool. Sylvanas, it almost felt like a game when well, you honestly, spoke to her, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, what I took from it when I, when I raided Siege on a Horde side is that she basically always has her eyes on the main chance. Yeah. And dealing with the, you know, the Vol'jin and his amazing friends group instead of Garrosh. Okay, if if Garrosh falls, well, then the orcs are now weakened. That's the end of those people in my city.
0: And also, that one guy who was looking at me and giving me kind of the side eye is suddenly out of power. So I can continue doing whatever it is I'm doing right under the nose of everybody.
1: Yeah, well, plus, I mean, he lo- you lose the oversight. Yeah. All those people that were watching her. Have you been to like, Undercity fairly recently? Oh, yeah. Remember mm-hmm. uh, Bra- Bragor Bloodfist? Yep. He's He's gone. They're all gone. Yep. Yeah, but Bragor was still there for a while. He was for a little now, while. Not only is he gone, he's actually still there. He's just dead. Really? His corpse is in Undercity. Where? Uh, it's kind of where they used to keep the gnomes. Ooh, I'm gonna have to go there and look. Yeah, you can go look. At, you can go look for him. Uh, you can look him up where he is on Wikipedia. I mean, not Wikipedia. Wikipedia has the exact location, but yeah, he he dead. They they killed him. Wow. Yeah, when they were when they were quietly moving the uh, you know, the Corcoran probably. Korkron were loyal to Garrosh at the end, so that meant no one was going to cry when the the knives came out for them. Nope, not even a little. (laughs) Oh yeah, and and nobody should be
2: surprised by that at all.
1: No, it's not that surprising. It's just that in one step, Sylvanas completely reclaimed all the power she lost from the Wrathgate. Because remember, after the Wrathgate, she lost control of her own city to a great degree. Korkron were all over it. She had to basically, she had to put up with Garrosh telling her what to do. As of Siege of Orgrimmar and beyond, nobody can tell her what to do. Nope. And nobody has the force to enforce it. Uh, so in a real, in a very real way, Sylvanas letting Vol'jin be Warchief was a really smart move on her part. Because now people are watching him trying to figure out what he's doing. And meanwhile, she's just as powerful as she ever was, and it's not like anyone's going to ask her to do anything.
0: Nope, she's just quietly over in Kalimdor doing her own thing, her own plaguey kind of thing and the one the one orc who is actually like questioning her loyalties and questioning what she was doing is no longer in power. So, I guess what we have to ask here though is at the end of Siege of Orgrimmar, right? We had uh well they had to elect a new leader, so they went ahead and told Vol'jin to step up because Vol'jin was apparently so successful in leading this rebellion. That's great and everything, but um what what how would you guys rate him as a leader? I have yet to see
2: him really do anything of note.
0: It's
1: kind of hard to rate him as a leader, really.
2: I think he showed up for a couple cutscenes and maybe, like, a quest.
1: I mean, obviously, he sent people through to Draenor. I I don't know how informed he was as to what he was doing. Because on the Alliance side, we had, like, Maran and Varian, and we were fairly well informed as to what was going on. Plus, the portal was right in their backyard, but... The Horde they were Outpost, kind of
0: familiar with that portal and how it works,
1: yeah, too. The, 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 Horde, it. the Horde area was a very small, like, it was, like, one place mostly to deal with ogres. And the closest Horde center of power is, is Gromgol, which is, like, nothing. And after Gromgol, you're either taking the boat over from, from you know, Ratchet... Or you're coming down from, you know, Sylvanas' holds in, in you know, Undercity and all that. Neither of which are particularly convenient. So this oh. was the hardest place to project force that the Horde's ever seen. This was like the worst case scenario for them. Demon invasion, ha- you know, an, an, not demon, uh, an, an, or, an, or New Orc invasion happening, and we have no way to project force here. Plus, they lost the people that used to hold Blackrock Mountain because those guys were in the Horde briefly, but they were serving Garrosh. And those guys have turned Blackrock Mountain into an entire bastion. It's it's now theirs. Now, granted, the Horde doesn't really care. It's like, okay, you blow up Stormwind, whatever. But in the short run, that doesn't matter to them. But in the long run, without the Alliance, uh, are they going to be able to hold against the Legion? Which we're about to find out. So it's... It's one of those situations. It's like the, this was the worst thing imaginable for Vulgin. This was the hardest thing for him to respond to. He doesn't have any forces in the area. The closest he has is Gromgol, which is like weren't his people kicked out of Stranglethorn? Yeah, pretty so much. It's, it's just like it's not a great situation.
2: Well, and even with the the magical reinforcement, and I'm I'm replaying through some of the opening quests on uh, on my paladin, and I actually noticed this the other day too. The only ones that really do anything. Are the work like he's he has to go on thrall because thrall is basically the first one through, and then whatever Dadgar decides to send back, and like that's it. And like, even the reinforcements that come through are stuff that it's through a portal that Khadgar has opened up for them to get reinforcements through momentarily at best. So, like, you're absolutely right, it was a worst case scenario for him because. How can you prepare? How can you respond to that? Especially when you've had control of the horde for all of three seconds. Like you've just been thrust into control. You're just trying to get everything cleaned up at home, and now you have to send troops away. Like, and you, you notice that too. Like when you're doing this stuff, there's a very, very small presence of of shadow hunters, and that's it. Like that's that's the troll contingency, and they're they're, they're potent at what they're doing. They're scouts. Uh, there's a lot of them in. Uh, Volmar and that surrounding area and Taladar you start to see them there's a lot of quests that you interact with them but even there like they have no backup they have no support you are their support you are what saves them and in several cases die anyway and it's kind of interesting to see how spread thin the horde actually is trying to have a presence in warlords it's it was one of those things that I didn't really it didn't strike me until Literally my fourth playthrough on the quest.
0: Just that there wasn't that much of a presence?
2: There wasn't that much of a presence. There wasn't that much of a support. There wasn't even that much of a diversity. Even even the, even the when you go to like establish the vast majority of your settlements and your forward bases and things like that, your orcs. Those are orcs that are there. Um, there might be a Torn flight master. There might be a couple goblins here and there. There's hardly any blood elves. There's... The blood elves, you want to find the blood elves, you go to Talador. Yeah. Right. But that's – but, I mean, anywhere else, no. And that's because Lady Leandrin, that's where she is. You know what I mean? They follow her. But it's just, it's kind of interesting to see and – I, and I have to play through the, the starting quest on my alliance to see how different it is. But it's very – I don't know, very almost underwhelming with how the representation is. And see, it's the sort, thing of, is, sort of this, damning.
1: The starting zone for alliance in Draenor is actually just as cut off. But the difference is, is you get Draenei reinforcements from the area – and it feels like after you start building your... When you build your garrison, then you start getting a bunch of humans. You know, the garrison is you know, stocked by mostly. Uh, but there's like there's gnomes there. There's uh, night elf, druid scouts, and so forth. There's, there's a couple
0: of worgen that are there from the yeah. beginning.
1: Yeah. So the, the alliance stuff is a lot more spread out in terms of representation. Because everybody except Draenei are the aliens there. The Draenei you have tend to be... Except for Maraad, the Draenei you meet are, tend to be the ones from this world. You know? which,
2: which is good. I mean, that's fine. I mean, But also the orcs that you meet from this world are, you know, other than Frostfire, they're you know spread thin and just were so kind do you of think, ogre food.
0: Do you think <laughs> it's kind of like, um, do you think it's like a matter of representation? Or do you think it was like a strategic move on Vol'jin's part to send mostly orcs through the Dark Portal since they knew what was going I, to be on the other side and could relate to what was going on on the other side more than I any other race was... that was, you know, Azeroth native?
2: I think it was more like like Rossi was saying it's more of a limitation of what was presented right so you have an, a portal that pops up in the middle of orgamar what do you have the most on hand to send through orcs you're not Plus, at
1: least be- some of the orcs that you see aren't even they're native they're not even from yeah orgamar in the first place a lot of the orcs that you know you that join up with you they're actually native orcs like that I know you feed. There, there's a ton of frost wolves uh and there's the laughing skull join up with you mm-hmm so it's, I don't even know if you, it, it, how many people do you, I honestly feel sometimes like there's like, the Alliance gets two garrisons full and that's it. And the, and the Horde gets a garrison. Like there's no other garrison that I can think of. There's, you know, we know that there's an extra Alliance garrison in the Spires of Iraq. There's no Horde garrison. There's no, No, there's
0: no other Horde nope. establishment really. It's just. It,
1: it, yeah. So I get the feeling like it feels to me going through it, like Vol'jin literally had nothing to send. And yeah. so he basically sends you. It's like, oh, that, yeah. here you go, and um, anybody else that, that, you know, when the portal from Khadgar opens up, I can throw some goblins through it. And uh, let's see, anybody I don't really want around play, there's some orcs, I'm not entirely sure of their loyalties. Yeah, you guys can go. <laughs> it, you know, it just feels like, you know, Vol'jin is basically just kind of hoping at this point. Well, he's a hero. She's a hero. She'll handle it. Liadra's over there. She's heroic, too. I'm sure it'll be fine. Thrall's over there. It makes a strange amount of sense, though, too, when you
2: consider what he's dealing with back home as well. Right. Like it's it's weird, but it's also the more I'm thinking about it, the more it makes perfect sense, because what's he going to try to keep in order to clean up what's happening back home? Because he still has to contain that whole mess. Like we have an entire, you know, expansions worth of mess that he has to deal with that he's just been like, okay, you fix this now. You go clean up my mess that I've exploded all over the place. I'm gonna be over here on another planet, another timeline, somewhere else. Like he has to keep the ones that are that he knows are most loyal to him, essentially, right, nearer to him, in order to replace what he's unsure of and establish ordering to make things "quote unquote" safe.
0: Because so, the horde, yeah. you know, at the end of Mr. Pandaria, the horde was on very, very shaky ground. I mean, they had just gone through this massive sort of interfaction war. And I guess it's a matter of, do the different races that Thrall collected and brought together, do they even trust each other anymore? How can they trust each other anymore? And that's an interesting thing for Vol'jin to deal with. I kind of wish that we had seen some of that during Warlords, at least a little, maybe a short story or something, about what he was doing while everything was going down on Draenor. Like, yeah, that would be. We nice. don't really have much example of him as a leader, right? The now. only,
1: the only example we have of him as a leader, the only real like solid example, is War Crimes. That's the only time we really see him as leader of the Horde.
0: War Crimes, yeah. and then I guess in Tanon you kind of see him a little bit more. Once Tanon came out, he yeah. made this. He he actually showed up and he was there and he was present. But at the same time, it's like, well, is this it? Is this is all you're gonna do because uh, you know, and I was kind of wondering about this too when we went into the siege of orgamar because Vol'jin Volgen was very clear about the, you know when he started that whole rebellion thing he said the horde is a family and Garrosh is ripping that apart and just kind of trying to make an army out of what should be a family. So when they made him leader, when they made Voljin leader, it seemed like they made Voljin leader based on the merits that he had brought all of the horde races together to fight Garrosh. You know, he united them together to fight a common foe. That common foe just happened to be the leader of the horde at the time. Yeah. But beyond that, it didn't seem like Voljin ever had any kind of um major game plan for what the Horde was going to do. He didn't even really get time to establish one before the Dark Portal opened again and Orcs started coming through it. So I guess my question is if it weren't Vol'jin appointed as leader of the Horde at the end of Siege of Orgrimmar, who would have been the next logical choice and maybe even a better choice?
2: I think Bane would have been the better choice, honestly. That's actually where I was hoping for.
1: See, I don't I don't think Bane's a logical choice because I don't think Bane would want it. Like, and the reason I don't think Bane would want it is because Bane just took the leadership of his own people. Had here's a, here this is what I believe would have been the and, and I don't know why this isn't what Thrall did. Uh the dream would have been quite simply to put Cairn in charge of the Horde. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. that would have way back because, when. that should have been the fix. Yeah,
1: if he put Cairn in charge of the Horde, Cairn could have left his people in his son's hands. Bane obviously could step up and lead them. By not doing that, by not putting, Bane, you know, Cairn in charge, and then by losing Cairn, the Torn are in a state where, like, Cairn's dream is put into doubt because he's he is the reason that they're in the horde. You lose Cairn, you lose the guy who is like the, for lack of a better word, the the proselyte for this this idea, this you know, we're family thing. That's Cairn. Karen buys that. Cairn's okay with that. And Bain still. Yeah.
0: Bane still has a sense of loyalty, though, because it was. Oh, totally I mean, Thrall yeah. saved his life. Yeah. Well, Rexar did. Well, Rexar did. Yeah. Was that Rexar? Yeah, it was absolutely yeah, Rexar. No. But, uh, the, it campaign, doesn't really... the campaign where Thrall went and actually, like, I thought it was Thrall that went and got Bane back from the Centaur and returned him to Karen. And Karen was like, yeah, we'll join the Horde. Was that Rexar? Uh, it was Rexar saved him from the,
1: uh, the Harpies, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah, Torn uh, Tag told Rexar to find Kane bane and bring him back so okay. bane was rescued by rexar
1: okay all right yeah. but oh, it at, Rexxar, any rate, it's still you know he yes he he does have loyalty to the orcs but it's just he's an untried leader compared to cairn bane bane's just taken over his people he's still trying to, to calm them down because they're like why are we still here a lot, there's a lot of torrent who are like why are we still in this group what, what have they done for us that we should still stay here when they've killed cairn and and you know even the ones that don't feel like that don't blame the horde for that are like well we used to be nomads why why should we stay in one place so why should we let's just go back to being nomads we don't have to be in the horde we don't have to be in anything we can just wander the earth like Cain and Kung Fu and you know <laughs> Bane has to deal with those guys yeah and so I don't think Bane could really step up and lead the whole horde because he could he'd have to leave his responsibilities behind and there's nobody who who if right now the Torin lose Bane who do they have Hamul Hamul's loyalties are divided. He can't lead the Torrent because he's, you know, loyal to the Cenarian circle. Uh, who does that leave? There's, there is nobody. Me. Bane doesn't have any, anyone but I to, to like... take up the load. So I, is, would he be a good leader of the horde? He could be. And he certainly proved himself in war crimes to be a, a sober and thoughtful Toran. but there's nobody to do his job if he leaves.
2: And I, I feel like that's a problem that most of the factions of the Horde have.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lorthamar very deliberately said that he's not like he's not going to create any kind of a dynasty. He's not going to... Lorthamar Theron is not going to create the next Sunstrider dynasty. He's not uh, going to go out, find a wife, have children, pass on the line of lineage to them. That's not how he wants to do things. Well, I think... To a
1: certain degree, Lortham needs to come up with option two then.
0: Yeah, he does. And doesn't he needs he to come have, up with
1: it soon. Doesn't Vol'jin, he have Vol'jin,
0: for that matter, this, needs to come so. up with some kind of option two because there's nobody really to lead the Dark Spear. Should anything happen to Vol'jin, there's nobody there to like, step up in his place. And Which the same orcs, we're right with now, orcs right now. Well, yeah. yeah, the orcs right now, they're kind of like. We don't have a defined leader for the orcs right now. We don't know if it's Thrall. We don't know if it's somebody else, if it's Saurfang, or if it's, you know. The, the orcs, though, at least the orcs do have a few candidates.
1: They do. They do. Like, like there's Nazgril, and there's Rexar and there's even, like, you know, quite frankly, I'd rather Agra take over. Uh, but the point being that there's there are people who could do it, whereas for, like, the trolls and the tauren, as you mentioned, there's no real strong candidate.
0: There's no backup.
1: Go, but. Oddly enough, the Forsaken – I said that we talked about this before. The Forsaken have a couple of people who could take the job if Sylvanas vacated it. They couldn't yeah. lead it. They couldn't lead the way Sylvanas leads, but uh, we're we're getting close to the end. Can we do the, the spoiler talk? Yeah,
0: actually. Okay, so <laughs> basically uh, – If you're looking to avoid any kind of Legion spoilers, this is the part where we say goodbye, and you should go ahead and turn the show off, because we're going to start talking about them. So, um, Joe, Rossi, say goodbye to the people who don't want spoilers. Bye.
2: Goodbye, people
0: who don't want spoilers. Okay, so for the people who are interested in Legion spoilers, we're going to start those, and we're going to start those right now. So, uh, Rossi, why don't you fill us in on what's going on with the Horde, because I think you've played through... (laughs) Yeah, a I lot have. of the quests. I, I've done the uh, opening in Stormheim for hordes. So,
1: okay. Uh, basically, right now in Legion, and we don't know exactly how this came about, but Voljin is missing, and no one knows what happened to her. he. He is MIA. Uh, so Sylvanas Windrunner is the acting war chief of the Horde. she because essentially she has the biggest army. She has the the strongest naval force. And she always has had the strongest naval force. If you go back through, like go go back to like Wrath. It's the Forsaken oh, Navy yeah. that shows up. It's up always in Northern, the
0: Forsaken. Yeah.
1: yeah. Because the Forsaken Navy is basically the, the Lord of Navy. Uh and so she basically just busts that out and that's that's the force that she is she's in command of. This leads her to some certain problems, but it also reveals something. While Sylvanas is acting war chief, Nathanos Maris is in charge of the Forsaken. And the Blightcaller. collar. Yeah, the blight collar. Uh there is some strong hints in these quests. That he and Sylvanas, if not in what we would call a relationship, are certainly much more than than leader and follower.
2: Well, he is, what, titled the champion of he the is, magic queen? He is, he?
1: Yeah, he is titled that. But it's even more than that, because Rexar is the champion of the Horde. At no point is it implied that Rexar and, and and Thrall... Fair. uh You know, it, it's... And it's not... Again, this isn't a relationship, because they're both corpses. But if Sylvanas trusts anybody, it's Nathanos... And if anybody is worth her trusting, it's Nathanos, because he will not fail her or betray well,
2: her. He, wasn't he also, and, I, and, and I'm sorry if I'm if I'm not remembering this correctly because it's been a while, but wasn't he a human ranger that was trained by the High Elves to begin he, with?
0: Yeah he, was trained he by was, her. yeah, he was trained by her and he was appointed, he, he was the only human ranger lord. That he was, was ever a, appointed by the Far Striders. And the reason that he was appointed that, Sylvanas was the one who appointed him that. And that is like one rank below Ranger General. He like, was
2: Ranger General of Quel'Thalos at one point, wasn't he? No.
1: He, was, he no. was never Ranger General. He was but... a Ranger
0: Lord, which yeah. was a step below Ranger, Ranger ah. General. And Sylvanas put him there. And they were not necessarily happy with that appointment. They, Kael'thas straight up complained about it. Yeah, he her. didn't He didn't like it at all. Uh, and, and she
1: was like, you know, if you have a problem with it or if your father has a problem with it, he can take it up with me. And if you want to take it up with me, I'll tell you what I'm telling you now, which is that he's in. And yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Because the Farstriders didn't just – they were outside of Quel'Thala. Um, yes. Yeah. But right now, Nathanos is in charge of the Forsaken. He's leading them in her name. He's doing, And Sylvanas is an active leader, too. She's not sitting back in Orgrimmar while this is all going on, she's in the Broken Isles. Well, I mean, we saw her in the trailer. Yeah, she's directly there leading her people. Uh, And there's, there's some serious bad blood between the Horde and the Alliance in this expansion, but it's not really... It's more like there's serious bad blood between Sylvanas and Gen. And so we're seeing that come up. Meanwhile, though, while that's going on, the Horde is flat out in the hands of the Forsaken. They are the most powerful military force the Horde has, and they are doing a lot of the fighting. Like, it's basically unending waves of demons versus Sylvanas' recycled army, where she, if they die, she can theoretically bring some of them back.
0: And the irony to all of this is that the whole reason that the Scourge exists at all is because of the Burning Legion.
1: Yes, and that's the reason, <laughs> therefore the reason the Forsaken exist. And here's another thing. The Lich King is active again. Mm-hmm. Bolvar's uh, up to stuff. Yeah, Bolvar, Bolvar Fordragon straight up tells Death Knights, you're working for me now. And the uh, Darian Mograine's like, for now, we're going along with it. You know, he is the most powerful ally we have against the, the, the Legion. So things are moving. And I can't think of anything that would tick Sylvanas off more than the Lich King being in command of anything.
0: Yeah, because you're looking at... Well, I mean, if you read the short story, um, Sylvanas... Oh, I forget the name of the story. It was the leader short story for Sylvanas. Um, She was flat out ticked. She went to the Frozen Throne to confirm that Arthas was, in fact, gone. And instead of finding nothing, she found that they had established a new Lich King and put another one on the Frozen Throne. And that was so upsetting to her that, yeah, a lot of what happened it's called Sylvanas Windrunner Edge of Night, and it also explains how the Valgar got into the Horde to begin with, how they got involved with the Forsaken to begin with, and if you haven't read that short story, you should probably do that because it's really going to directly impact what we see in Legion as far as Sylvanas is concerned and as far as Bolvar is concerned, and as far as the Forsaken are concerned. There's a lot that ties in with that story What I find interesting is that She's leader, right? Uh huh. Out of all of the established factions in the Horde, right? She's the only one. The Forsaken are the only ones that have had, like, a direct beef with an alliance faction. Yes, the orcs have had, you know, their scuffles with the humans and everything, but that's, it, it kind of ebbs and flows and the Torin haven't really i mean if anything they've been kind of diplomatic as far as their relations go in regards to working with Jaina proudmore bane worked with Jaina proudmore a little bit in regards to working with the night elves hamel works with the druids of the scenarian circle I, you know that that goes beyond faction the faction yeah. divide um the darkspear the darkspear went to the alliance under garrosh's nose to ask for help against what was going on in Zul'Gurub and Zul'Aman back yeah. during the Cataclysm. Um, Garrosh didn't know that that was happening. Vol'jin just went and did it anyway. So Vol'jin, he doesn't necessarily like the alliance, but he respects them as a powerful entity and he knows that sometimes alliances are necessary and I believe you kind of got that from him too right before Siege of Orgrimmar when he was talking um, he said, we don't have to like each other we just have to work together And that's pretty much what his kind of M.O. has been as far as alliances go with the Alliance or any races of the Alliance. Yeah. Um, The Blood Elves have... Swung back and forth like they are dance partners. They've swung back and forth like they actually got delivered, the dance studio that we never got. Um, But Sylvanas, Sylvanas like flat out went out against Gilneas. Flat out tried to take the city, flat out, killed Gen Greymane's son, and then that was never really resolved. So she's yeah. the only one that has like this standing upset, <laughs> if we want yeah. to call it that. But um. the
1: thing is, is that I think a lot of people made the point, and it's a valid point, she's also the only one with real military leadership experience.
0: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. She's a uh, well, ranger general. I mean, well, Lothamar. okay, Lorthamar does Lorthamar, yeah, but Lorthamar. works for forces, her. And he doesn't no. have the forces to get involved. He doesn't have the numbers. The thing is, is that Lorthamar was her
1: second. Yeah. And Haldoran was his. Yep. So, I don't, and, and really, Lorthamar and Sylvanas have not exactly been friendly. No. Since, since she came back from the dead. But, you know, I think even he'd have to admit she's a better leader militarily than he is.
0: There's a begrudging respect thing going on there. Yeah. He doesn't really appreciate the Forsaken so much. It's kind of a wary alliance because nobody else was reaching out to them and Sylvanas did. And in to some small degree you know, Sylvanas obviously she's not a high elf anymore, but she was once and she understands what the blood elves are going through far more than any other race in the horde, period.
1: Yeah, it's really just it's a situation where you you can understand why Sylvanas would be put in charge. Yeah. Or for that matter, perhaps simply sort of declared herself in charge and nobody. She argued. probably
0: took it and I doubt anybody oh, yeah. else. She's did
2: a, with her. That's her I mean that fits her personality, right? Like the opportunity was there. She had the military might, the military know-how. She's going to step into that role and take charge. And if nobody's there to fight her about it, I mean, again, Vulgen's missing at this point. We don't know where he is. So there's nobody even remotely possible of countermanding her. You said yeah. it yourself. No nobody else has the 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 manpower to do it. Uh, Lothmar doesn't. He might have the knowledge, but he's not. He's likely not going to. Bane doesn't. Uh, the, he doesn't have the Torr necessary. has got his own problems. He's got his own. He's got his own stuff to do Galitus well, doesn't care about anything but other than coin.
1: Yeah, I think that to a certain degree, everybody's situation is such that it would actually suit them just fine to let Sylvanas be in charge. Let let the yeah. Forsaken take the brunt of the fight. You know, I mean, the orcs don't even have a leader that can actually get up and say, well I'll handle this." Uh, you know, it's going to be like poor Sarfang. Are we gonna make Sorfang their leader? I can oh, just imagine man. Sorfang being like, can can I please retire now? Can I just
0: can I just, I just wanna
1: uh, just wanna smoke my pipe by
0: the fire? I just, I have, just wanna I have, tr- I have a nice little island off the coast of Teneris and I wanna go there and chill for the rest of my I, life. Can I just I do have that? I've been
1: trying to retire from this job since the end of Wrath. <laughs> Could you please, please stop? Oh, what do you mean I have to go to Orgrimmar because Garage is going crazy? Oh my <gasps>
2: I can just hear him every single time. I'm just getting this stuff.
0: I'm just wondering what Thrall thinks about all of this. And I know we're going to find out something, because obviously he, Agra, and his kid, they're all in Dalaran on the Alpha, on the Legion Alpha. Um, And when you talk to him, all he says is that the Broken Isles was a disaster, without specifying anything further. So we still don't know what happened on the Broken Isles. We don't know what happened, but something important happens there. So the question that I have for you guys, given the current state of the Horde, and given that we know at least two of the players that were present, because obviously we saw the trailer, Sylvanas was there, so was uh, Varian. Um, We can assume that the other Horde leaders were there in some capacity, uh, and we can assume that there were a bunch of Alliance leaders there in some capacity. Do you think Vol'jin has disappeared do you think he was taken prisoner by the Legion? Do you think he's dead? Do you think it was the Legion that did it? Or do you think it was Sylvanus?
2: Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with a different option. What? I think he's I think he's I think he's gone on his own accord, and I think he's gone on one of his spirit walls. Yeah? Because there was a big to do about it over the last couple of expansions about him consulting with the Loas and he hasn't paid his price for the Loas yet, has he? I don't know. And he's gotten a lot of insight from And anything that's been established with the Shadowhunters is the Loas don't give you anything for free.
1: What do you think? Well, I'm going to say this much. Maybe they don't give you anything for free, but they're not dumb enough to demand you pay them back in the middle of a demonic invasion. Do they care? If if Azeroth gets destroyed, they get destroyed, too.
2: Do you know the nature of the Loa, though, at that point? Like, do we know what we don't even know what they are? We've had we have speculations of them. What if what if they're what if they're intertwined with the the entire things before and they're eternal? What if they don't
1: care? Well, because there's the, no planet left. I mean, the other eternal things cared enough to try and stop the Legion. The
0: the closest we've gotten to identifying the Loa at all was with the introduction of troll druids. Um, they called the ancients Loa, and they seem to equate the they seem to equate the ancients of night elf society with the Loa that they revere. And when they went walking in the Emerald Dream, it was because a Loa who was quite possibly an ancient, we don't know, took him in and said, let me show you some stuff. Um, so there's kind of a correlation going on there. Uh, another possibility. Uh, what if Vol'jin took off to go find what's left of the Xandalar and say, hey, you want to fight on our side? How would you like to not die? How would you like to not die? <laughs> yeah.
2: That is another possibility. Hey, soul.
1: He could be going. <laughs> here's, my, here's what I actually think happened, uh, and I'll just I'll say it and I'll risk being wrong. I think he's dead, and I think that... I don't know if the, if Sylvanas killed him, but I know that Nathanos would be more than happy to do it for her.
0: Yeah.
1: Or anything else she asked him to do. See, so that's the thing about Nathanos. That's why I said he could be a good leader. He's completely loyal.
0: Absolutely. He and was loyal he holds, in life. And I mean, in
1: death, he's more so. And yeah. he holds everybody else in contempt. Everyone. Everybody. There's. I'm gonna just talk about this. There's a point in the in the quest. Again, this is spoilers. You guys know the spoilers are coming. There's a fight between Gen Greymane and Thanos Maris, and it is hilarious to watch because Thanos does nothing but throw shade at Gen Greymane the entire fight. Like there's a part where Gen calls him a monster, and he goes, "Monsters from you? That's pretty good. Come on now, let's see what you really are under there. Let's. Oh, there we go. So. Nathanos is one of those characters I really hope becomes a standout. Lead. I really want him to step up and I want him to become I, after
0: i really missed him when they took him out of the uh, Eastern Plague lands because yeah. his quests were always, if you played a horde character and you went and did the blight caller quest, they were a hoot because he just hated you. Yeah, he sent you on errands because it was a thing to do, but he he was really callous and he was really like just offhanded solded you. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted you out of the way. He wanted you out of the way, so he gave you things to do. And even if you did what he asked and brought back what he wanted, he wasn't really thankful. He was just like, well, I guess I have to find something else for you to do now. You know, uh, he was just he always had. He was a character that had some some depth and that was never really fully explored. So I'm kind of excited about the prospect of him actually um, becoming more in Legion. Plus the thought of him again, just like snapping back and forth at each other. That sounds really fun. <laughs> so um, I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap it up because we are kind of like at the end of the whole time period thing. Do you guys have any final thoughts?
1: Uh, like I said, I just want to, I want to see more of characters that we haven't seen to see in a while. I want to see more of characters like like Nathanos, and I'd like to see the each. We need more characters in each faction that could step up if necessary.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. We as a, as a horde player, as a primarily horde player, I'd like to have more NPCs that I feel attached to.
0: Do you I'd think like that see... this is strictly a horde issue, or do you think the alliance kind of has the same problem as well? I think we've seen that the alliance actually has people who can step
1: up. Mm-hmm. We've seen they've the got alliance, backups. The alliance loses faction leaders. And they get new ones. There's people waiting to go. Waiting uh, in the wings. Like, even right now, if you killed off both Taronda and Malfurion, there's people who could lead the Night Elves.
0: Chandris, Jared. Yeah.
2: There's somebody that's capable of filling that gap.
1: A lot of but people. The Horde does not have those guys. Uh,
2: Hell, we, you know, we're going in an entire expansion without a leader for the
1: Orcs.
0: Okay. all right. well, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast like this one, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an ads-free site experience. And that pretty much wraps us up for this time. I don't know what we're going to talk about next time. Hopefully, the Legion Alpha will be back by then. Because it's on break right now, so we can't play it. Um, and I'm kind of yeah. hoping that we get it back so that we can take another closer look, maybe even see some new zones or something. Yeah, it would be nice. I almost kind of want to talk about the, like the, the Valkyrie and the Vrykul and stuff next time, maybe. Ooh,
1: That would actually Ooh, be cool because there be is some new stuff to talk about. There's
0: so much new stuff to talk about. So I kind of feel like maybe we should jump into that, that direction. Maybe we'll do that, maybe not. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time.